Hello everyone and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee podcast. Kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next. This free online business assessment tool enables you to pinpoint your business's vital need. Keep listening for top business tips and advice to help you level up and scale up. Here's your host, Simon Meadows. Hi everyone, it's Simon here from Sterling Coaching and welcome to today's episode of the Business Success and Coffee podcast in which I'm joined by Al Tepper. And Al has had 20 plus years of strategic and operational marketing leadership experience. So we're going to get some great lessons from Al today. He's worked with large global brands, including, uh, I think it's Accenture, IBM, KPMG, The Guardian, along with hundreds of smaller organizations around the world. Al's experience, and we're going to tap again into this, covers almost all the areas of the marketing sphere for both business and consumer-facing organizations, and he now consults on strategy and turns business leaders into marketing leaders through his academy. And we're going to learn a little bit more about how you can connect and get some resources from Al a little bit later. Welcome to today's podcast, Al. Thank you so much, Simon. I'm very grateful to be here, uh, and thank you for hosting this fantastic podcast. Yeah. I'm excited. And, and thank you for giving me a really great, very focused, short bio with few long words in there as well. So uh, thank you for that. As somebody thank that's you. slightly short-tongued, people do like to give me some tongue twisters, which always <laughs> makes it a little bit more interesting. Yeah, I, def- I, I definitely advise against tongue twisters in marketing <laughs> yeah, and messaging because that doesn't go well. Yeah, No, yeah. definitely not. So let's get into the, the coffee conversations. And obviously, you know, we I asked you what coffee you're drinking a little bit early before we started this. And uh, I want to talk about two things today. One, I want to talk about the, the way that you take your coffee and also about the mug. OK, uh, we've had quite a few guests that have been very precious about their mugs. They're, they've had mugs that are very special. And I've told my story about my my Honda uh, motorbike racing mug quite often. But first of all, tell us about the coffee that you drink. I know you drink Pepsi Max and water as well, and you can expand on that a little bit more. But tell us, first of all, about the coffee. Well, occasionally I like to drink gin, but not at work. I'll I'll happily say it's very rare when I have a gin at work. Uh, So uh, the coffee, uh, I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. I'm a bit of a coffee snob, but I'm ashamed to say that I'm also, uh, what's the opposite of a coffee coffee snob? snob, uh, A coffee a coffee heathen yes so this morning mm. it was uh, instant but i believe it was uh, the premium instant uh, it okay. was either uh, illy or some some something posh oh, okay yeah yeah you know something decent um and what's interesting uh, about the way i take my coffee uh, is that uh, it's certainly in the morning i take my coffee with mct oil uh, which it stands for medium chain medium chain triglycerides and MCTs uh, are part of the ketogenic armory of ways to burn fat. Uh, and so uh, it's often, uh, if you look up bulletproof coffee, uh, yeah. you'll see that if you make your coffee with ghee, which I've done, but ugh, ghee, it didn't work for me. Um, uh, a ghee and MCT oil, it's rocket fuel. So, and the mug is empty in advance of the podcast. So I am on yeah. full speed right now. Yeah, great. And and that leads us yeah, full speed. And then you go to Pepsi Max and then you sort of just dilute it all yeah. with a little bit of water. And get yeah, I, I start the day keel. with water. I do start the day with water and end it and right. water all through the day, but coffee to get me going, definitely. 
Yeah, I must admit, I'm I'm just in the in the process of doing a, a fast, a, a complete absence of food. You know, complete, yes. Uh, yes. just just water uh, or liquid. Anyway, mm. I have got a coffee with me, uh, but just liquid, and I'm drinking a huge amount of water during the day. Uh, yeah, absolutely. To keep it hydrated. For but sure. It, I tell you, I've never. I can't remember the last time I woke up so many times in the evening and in the night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to have to go and pee. That's the downside, isn't it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. So all right, being this health freak, drinking lots of water, but you've got to spend all your time in the bathroom as well. Get get a really luxurious hand soap, and that'll keep you coming back with glee to the bathroom because at least you know you're going <laughs> to. Yeah. Um, and uh, actually, I'm on one meal a day as well, so okay. uh, I'm I'm quite hardcore at the moment on this. But uh, but uh, the, the really um, you know it, it's fascinating stuff the way coffee can impact on your metabolism. Yeah, when you combine yeah. it with other things, you know, definitely, definitely, Amazing. yeah, MCT or yeah, you're the first guest that's ever mentioned that bulletproof coffee. We've uh, we've heard of that. A couple of yeah. guests have mentioned that in the past. So, uh, yeah. so tell us a little bit about how you take your coffee, and then tell us about the mug. Uh, so uh, I'll I'll make the coffee. I'll put my MCT in. Sometimes I'll put cream in as well uh, because okay. that, that's all part of the keto keto experience um, yeah. and i'm I, i'm also i'm sorry to say i hate boiling hot coffee so you know when i get a coffee if it's too hot to drink and it scalds my mouth i'm i'm bothered by that um and uh you know so I, i'm not ashamed to say i put a, a slug of cold water in it just so that i can drink it within the first half an hour and it's not like lava you know yeah. um so yeah so i take mine not boiling hot uh yeah. and quite strong um you know coffee coffees you can't i don't think you can do coffee halfway i'm not a decaf kind of guy yeah i know some people do it but for me coffee's all about yeah the punch the so yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's interesting to say about putting water in there because i've got a, a client that I, I you know have been meeting for for coffee when we've been able to and he actually and, and another guest mentioned this quite a few podcasts ago puts an ice cube in Mm, yeah so he has it he has it boiling hot straight out the kettle uh you know and through the filter whatever it is for the machine but then he puts an ice cube in and there seems to be some kind of shock reaction of that ice cube as well but yeah yeah i've not tried it yet i've not been well it's like a reverse heat sink isn't it i suppose it's just um and and just just to confirm my coffee credentials i do have a delonghi uh coffee machine a very good friend of mine (laughs) a very good friend of mine runs a a coffee business and so I got this machine and I've got some phenomenal beans, um, organic sort of ethical. Um, yeah. I like, uh, and at Christmas, actually, my wife last year got me a coffee advent calendar. And so I had, really? yeah, um, Ooh, I had, not seen uh, those. yeah, it was really cool. And so I had all these different flavors, you know, from different parts of the world. Um, wow. The only coffee I wouldn't try, because I'm just a bit graced out by it, but it's of course civet coffee. Um, right. which is the coffee that's passed through the body of a civet, which yeah. it, it exists. It's a real thing, but I just don't want to eat coffee that's been no. passed by anything, frankly. No, no that's, that's taking <laughs> call, recycling to a different level, it, isn't it? Call me old-fashioned, Simon. <laughs> I like my coffee unpassed. Yes, know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, me too. There's other food, isn't there, where they do that as well and pass it through something. And I'm yeah, sure there is. Yeah, um, it doesn't, yeah. doesn't seem right. But tell us uh, about the mug then. Give us a bit of a uh, history about the mug. Well, this mug is very important. It's one of two. There's one this colour and there's one uh, green. And interestingly enough, uh, I think that's because 
I'm a massive Green Bay Packers fan, so I'm an NFL American football fan. Ah. And so there's a there's a mug that's this yellow, there you go, and yep. there's a mug that's green. Unrelated, I didn't actually get them for that. Those yep. are just the two colours, but green and gold is all about Green Bay. And this mug uh, was bought in, well, at least 25 years ago, uh, in the mid-90s. I was at university in Nova Scotia, Canada, and right. both of them have survived to this day, and I'm terrified. They're very important to me. Yeah. Um, the people who sold them to me were very good friends who've both since passed away. And so these mugs are very special. Handle it with care. Yeah. Absolutely. And what's really interesting is normally <clears throat> I have a different mug that has this on. I have a mug that says love wins. Love wins. Yeah. I love, I love this phrase. Um, and so I'm surprised I didn't have that mug today. Uh, I guess yeah. I was meant to tell this story today. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And uh, it, yeah, it's interesting how, Sometimes you say your favourite team um, is the. Do you say Green Bay Packers? Green Bay Packers, absolutely. Yeah. But the helmet you showed to the to the listeners uh, was was yellow, which is the same colour as the mug. So, uh, were you a fan of the Packers when you bought the mug, or did the mug come? I was. First? Yeah, no, um, I was a fan of the Packers from the late eighties. So, and if there are any Bears fans watching, I'm really sorry for you. I, I send you <laughs> massive commiserations because apparently you still suck. But I'm I'm I'm, I'm obligated to say that, Simon. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I bought it. Uh, I bought it after I became a fan. Late eighties, I became an American yeah. football fan. And uh, so the yeah. so the brain was probably joining the colours. Yeah, and the, yeah, the Raz was going there. Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, absolutely, definitely. definitely. Good. <laughs> so. You know, you've got a wealth of experience in strategic and operational marketing, as you've said there. And, you know, you're now, you know, uh, helping people, consulting with people on strategy and turning them into market leaders through, through your academy. From a point of view of your own business first, and we've been in very strange times over the last, you know, 16, 17 months. And I think we're going to be in strange times for the next 12 months, to be honest. Um, but what has been the latest or most significant thing that you've worked on and fixed in your own business? That's a great question. So, you know, when I started out on my own in 2016, end of 2015, 2016, uh, I thought I knew everything uh, and I offered marketing strategy. And in reality, I didn't know anything. Uh, I'd been in corporate life for 16, 17, well, 17 years. Um, and uh, arrogance is what kills you in business, yeah. hands down. It's the number one reason business, small businesses fail uh, is because they can't scale because the owner can't let go. Yeah, That's the I biggest agree. reason small businesses fail to grow. Um, so whoever's watching this, sorry to say it's your fault. Yeah. Um, but the good news is uh, if you win, you make all the profit. So that's the quid pro quo. Um, and so the biggest change that's happened in my business, I've invested in myself probably, you know, I, I don't know how much, but tens of thousands of pounds over the last five years developing me as a person because you can't grow your business um, until you grow you um, and so the biggest change that's I'm fixing right now is my team are taking me out of the financial piece of my business I've, I've my instruction to them is get me out of the money I don't want to have anything to do with bookkeeping invoicing chasing uh, banking, reconciliation, yep. bookkeeping. I, I don't have anything <laughs> to do with it. I'll sign the accounts. I'll read and I'll check and I'll sign the accounts as a good director yep. should. But yep. I really don't want to do anything else. So the, literally the latest thing that's happening, right live hot off the press, um, is I now have accounts at tepfu.com. Uh, yep. I've hired a lady called, uh, her name is Fiona Nance, or Fee Nance for short. Yep. Clever. Oh, uh, clever, yeah. Uh, very clever, yep. yeah. 
Um, and she has the email address accounts at Tetfu. My team are running accounts at Tetfu. And from the 1st of August, for the first time, you know, my business has been a cash machine up until now. For the first time, I'm salarying myself, which yeah. I've never done. Yeah. And it's very brave. Really? And yeah, um, I've never needed to. And so that's a massive step for me. Uh, yeah. I'm a brilliant marketeer, but I'm rubbish at finance. I'm rubbish at so many parts of my business. And I think that's the realization you have to get to, Simon. Yeah. What are you good at? And then just accept that you're not good at everything else and get rid of it. Yeah. You know, get someone, get an expert to do it. Yeah. And unfortunately, I mean, I completely accept everything you've said. And when I set up in, in my own business back in 1994, wow. uh, you know, I, first thing I did is I set on a part-time bookkeeper in-house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, in all the years I had a construction business, which was for, uh, you know, 20, 20 years, I always had an internal bookkeeper. Uh, and latterly, as a bigger business grew, you know, a financial director and, and, and those kind of things. But I, my background is quantitative. So I yeah. love figures. I love money. But I don't want to have to do it. I love watching it. I love seeing it. I love making, having an impact on it. I love, I love spending make, it. Love making it. Yeah, and I love spending it. Yeah, I'm definitely a spender. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you're absolutely you're absolutely right about taking yourself um, away from that. And and one of the first things I did when I became a coach because it was a lot harder to do that as a coach because I didn't really mm. have that much bookkeeping uh, and still still don't really. Although I do outsource bookkeeping and accounts. But mm. one of the first things I did was automate my billing. Yeah. Because yeah. I think oh, yeah. chasing people for money. Yeah, I came from 100%. the construction industry. Didn't want to do it. Yeah. So all my billing now is automated people pay by debit card or credit card. If there are any coaches or consultants listening to this, do it. Don't even think about it. Oh, 100%. You know, uh, 100%. And just automate your billing. You know, that, that's 100%. the first thing I did. I, the, the biggest change I made probably two years ago was moving to go cardless. All of my, anything that's recurring, it's yeah. all on go cardless. I, I yeah. just, I will not onboard a client if they will not um, take that step because and the logic, Simon, is that if they won't follow my process right at the start, Correct. they're not going to follow my process down the line either. Correct. So it's not a big deal. It's just a direct debit. You get the invoice four or five days before we collect it anyway. You can count. You're in full control. It just yeah. means none of us have to waste time chasing and checking. And Correct. And it gets in the way of the relationship, doesn't it? Yeah, and I want to serve people. I'd rather spend that time and energy helping you move your marketing forward. You know, I don't want to waste time checking if payment's been made yes and not fine. worrying you know am i going to meet this person on friday because they're supposed to pay yeah. me on monday and they yeah, haven't yeah, yeah. and do i yeah. meet them on friday do i say pay me or i won't turn up you know yeah. oh, it's yeah, just yeah. Horrible. absolutely it puts it puts undue pressure and stress into the relationship so yeah definitely so right, if, right, if right. you if you've made this shift uh, and it's a great shift and i'm sure a lot of listeners will think yeah what well, i need to do that what kind of difference? What what is it going to allow you to do? What is it going to enable you to do by releasing that time and that effort and that focus from from handing that over? Yeah, well, that's I think that's the key. You know, what it does is it frees up time for other things. <clears throat> and you know, my time is valuable to me because time is all I've got, really. Um, you know, and so I want to maximize the time, and I want to use the time as cleverly as possible. So, what it's going to allow me to do is at the moment uh, Tetfu is busy um, building out a partnership that's going to result in a, a, a law, uh, well, the incorporation of a business in the US. So there's a US arm coming, which is yeah. really exciting. And it also allows me to onboard, to find and onboard 
my first consultancy partner. And what I mean by that mm-hmm. is I'm effectively a management consultancy in my mind, just like, you know, any management consultancy we yeah. have, we want to have partners and equity partners like a law firm would, yeah. uh, for example. Um, and so uh, the first partner is coming on board on the 1st of September, the job's done. And because things are now automated and becoming more process driven, I've just come off a call actually with my process lead. Uh, she's an amazing human being, literally. I, I, I am impervious to process. Mm. I'm not a process guy. I'm not an operation okay. guy. I'm a, I'm a strategy guy. I'm a you know aspirational uh, marketeer, and um, so uh, I have you know pushing fully into CRM, into process, into automation means that I can onboard that partner, and I want yeah. to get to five of us by the end of 22. And to do that, right. can't do that without freeing up the, the pockets of time that don't need to be wasted. You know. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah, and I and I think there's never been a time where you can do more of that. You know, when I first became a coach back in 2009, it was hard. Yeah. You know, uh, if you want to do non-face-to-face coaching, you know, even yeah. Skype wasn't that popular then. It was no. telephone. Uh, you yeah. know, and that's that's the kind of technology I have. But you know, when you think just in 12 years how much things have leaped forward, and there's so oh, much yeah. so much choice out there. The, the only problem I find is and you've hit the nail on the head there, and I think this is important for listeners to pick up on, you can do it yourself. You can watch all the tutorial videos. A lot of these programs, a lot of these software platforms, I've just signed up for one just recently, they all have all the tuition videos. So you think, great, I can go out there and I can do this. It's a bit like your your finance. You can spend so much time. It just absolutely soaks up the time. You wonder where it's gone. You need somebody to help you with it. You don't think it takes any time. And then you tot it up and it's like an hour a week. Well, an hour a week is 50 hours a year. Yeah. And none of these, none of these are simple, are they? You know, they, they, they look great in what they give you, but none of them are that easy. You know, this one. Yeah. The setup. Yeah. The setup and management people underestimate this stuff. And this is the biggest mindset shift that's taken place in me. Okay. I used to worry about profitability so i didn't spend any money i'll do everything myself yeah because if i if i do everything myself then i'll be saving money and the business will be better what i didn't realize was that's the way you go out of business that's not the way you stay in business the way you stay in business is you give all your money away but you give all your money away in in an intelligent mission-led way so what i mean by that is you take the profit you have in the business and you make the business better with it so you give, you give away that £100, but that means you can now earn an extra £100 a month. Because you've given away £100 once, I can now earn an extra £100 a month. So I've now turned that £100 into £1,200. And just go and re- rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Yeah. You've got money, you've got money. How can you use it to speed you up? If you just try and hold on to that £100, it will never turn into anything. Yeah, yeah. And it compounds as well, doesn't it? You know, yeah. It's, it has that effect, as you say. 100%. You know, 100 might save you 400, but then that 400 will save you 1200. That 1200 will absolutely. save you 24,000. You know, it just goes and goes and goes. Yeah, absolutely. So I mentioned in the, in the bio that obviously people can connect with you, and we'll talk about that in, in a moment. But you, mm. you have a, a free marketing scorecard. I do. Uh, I, I, do. I, wanna, I want, before I tell people where to go for it, sure. Uh, I just want you to, give a little bit of an idea to the listeners of why you've done that 
and what's been a benefit for you? Because there's a lot of talk at the moment, and a lot, I know a lot of the listeners are coaches and consultants about lead magnets and baits and stuff like that. And people are doing eBooks and then, then they're doing checklists. I love the fact that you've got a scorecard here. So give us a little bit of an idea behind the purpose of it and, and, and how it's benefited you and the people that have completed it. Uh, amazing. Uh, so the logic behind it was I have built a process, well, over 23 years in marketing, I've created my own marketing methodology called lazy marketing. And it's called lazy marketing because most business owners don't have time. They don't have time to be active marketers. They are, have to be lazy marketers. They might have an hour a week to spend on marketing. Um, and so lazy is a better word than efficient. If I called it efficient marketing, it's not very sexy. But when mm -hmm. I say to people it's lazy marketing, everybody gets excited yeah. by the word lazy. Um, and so that lazy marketing system <clears throat> means that there are eight parts of marketing that I believe you need to focus on. Um, and what I've done is I've taken that system and reduced it to a scorecard with 20 questions that shouldn't take more than two minutes. Be as brutally honest as possible. The more honest you are through the process, the more help you're going to get from it. Um, and effectively, what it does is it helps you assess simple questions. It helps you assess where you are on the journey as I see it. Yep. And that in turn tells you where your biggest quick wins will be and mm. the quickest movement you can make at the end of the scorecard. It also gives you a checklist of things that you need to keep thinking about. I say to people, stick it on your wall, constantly think about these elements. Um, and then, uh, and the reason I did it is because I just want to give stuff to people. I'm a giver. I was born to, I was born to give, yeah. uh, you know, and I just can't help myself. Um, and so this is a perfectly logical step and a good exchange of value. And at the end of the scorecard, I also, there's, there's no there's no upsell. There's yep. no special offer, you know, uh, there's no buy my book uh, and just pay the postage. There's none of that. I'm not, <laughs> I'm, I'm, not yep. uh, I'm not trying to be clever. Um, I'm just trying to be generous. Um, and if you message me, uh, I, you get, uh, it gives you our, our WhatsApp number. If you message us, then I'll give you um, I'll look at me and my team will look at your scorecard and we'll send you a voice note telling you your biggest quick win. Yeah. Um, it will also, you know, it'll add you to our mailing list and, you know, there's loads of freebies. I've got tons of freebies. Yeah. Um, and if you ever want to do anything, you'll tell me, I don't need yeah. to sell it. If marketing works, Simon, and, I, and this is definitely going to trigger people. Yeah. If your marketing is operating at hundred percent brilliance and efficiency, your, your sales team have got very little to do apart from taking orders all day. Yeah. So if your sales team are struggling, that. it's because yeah. marketing aren't supporting them. Yeah. That's fundamentally it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting how you split the two because very often it's a bit like the difference between coach and mentor. People often get them confused. But mm. when people talk about marketing and sales, it, it's that phrase, isn't it? They call it sales and marketing. So they always think that the sales yeah, yeah. and the marketing are in that same area but they're they're not you know it's your marketing then it's your sales we and, I, to, and i have, that we to have a mission to change that round well i have i have a discussion with a lot of sales leaders and most of them will agree with me that sales is a subset of marketing sales comes yeah. after marketing in the dictionary for a reason and it actually isn't sales and marketing it's marketing and sales yeah um and yeah. but but the reason it's sales and marketing simon is a logical one because sales shouts louder sales tends to be more uh forward you know, yeah. um, marketing tends to be more backseat. So, yeah, 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 not true. Good. So 
And thanks for, for sharing that. And I can see you know, the difference that makes. And it is, I love the way you said that, it's about giving, you know, doing it unconditionally, giving something away. Obviously, I can see the benefit uh, to the, the people that are going to get this scorecard as well. If they get all of that and they get that unconditional, oh, yeah. this is what's the, it's interesting. You know, uh, this podcast, I always say, is sort of supported by Fix This Next. I'm a big Mike Michalowicz fan. Listeners, you can't see it, but the book's behind me. He's got a book called Fix This Next, which is about business hierarchy needs. And that ties in very well. You know, if, if one of your items on anything you do with a Fix This Next assessment says, you know, sales and marketing, then go and get the free marketing scorecard to work on your marketing first. Yeah, uh, you've got to start the that, journey, haven't that, you? That fits yeah. really, really well in with that. So nice. where can people go to get the marketing scorecard and where can people best connect with you as well, Al? Um, so the best place, well, I'm blessed with a name that is quite unique. So if you just type Al Tepper into Google, I pretty much own the whole first page. Yeah. Um, I don't have to do any SEO on that because I'm blessed with a name that's quite unique. Um, uh, the, the best place to connect with me is on LinkedIn, if I'm honest. Yeah. Uh, most of the value I provide hits LinkedIn. Most of the time I spend communicating with people is on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, and so I'm easy to find on LinkedIn, again, thanks to my very unique name. Uh, and the marketing scorecard itself can be found, uh, if you go to my LinkedIn profile, You'll see the URL in case you need it, but it's marketingmasteryscore.com, marketingmasteryscore.com. And um, yeah, it's really powerful. The impact for me as a marketeer, you know, never work with a marketing guy who's immediately available and never work with a marketing guy who doesn't have leads coming in every day effortlessly. And, you know, I've just had another one come in now. You've got to walk the walk, haven't you? Well, I think so. I mean, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, I think you just want people to give a good account of themselves, you know. Yeah, I, I call it the Sherpa effect. If I want yeah. to get to climb Everest, I'm not going to get somebody to lead me and plan my trip who's read about it in a book yeah. Um, yeah. without actually having gone up the mountain themselves, come back down and live to tell the tale. Several I would go times, even further. Actually. Yeah, exactly. Several <laughs> yeah. times was the key there. Yeah, you know, absolutely. You know, and there's, Look, there's room for everybody in every ecosystem. There's marketers who, who have got one year's experience. There's marketers like me who've got sure. lots more experience. And we probably should be priced accordingly. And you've got to do your time and earn your stripes, you know. Yeah, yeah definitely. So searching for you on Google or searching for you on LinkedIn, just for the listeners, it's Al, which is A-L, Alpha Lima, Tepper, T-E, Papa, Papa, E-R, Echo Roma. Correct. Yeah. So search for Al Tepper with a double P and you'll find Al on either Google just by searching, say very unique name, but predominantly on LinkedIn as well. So that's great. Absolutely. Uh, And every listener, you know, I I will say right at the end about doing something that is you can be held accountable for. If you do one thing from today's podcast, obviously follow the lessons that you're going to learn but go and get your hand on the marketing scorecard because that is the place to start. Definitely. It will, it will definitely make, it will make you money because yeah. the quickest win alone, uh, you know, I'm an ideas guy. I'll voice note you. You'll get yeah. amazing value. I've never had any complaints like that. Perfect. Perfect. So moving on to sort of the last couple of questions and you know, we always like to give the listeners something that they can take away, something that they can do something with, a connection on, in addition to everything else that you've, you've given us. 
Uh, and I love the quote that you said there about, you know, arrogance kills you in business. You know, you thought you knew everything and you didn't. And, you know, removing that arrogance is, is certainly important. If you could give the listeners one tip or lesson that they can take away from this podcast, what would it be, Al? Um, we, we, there's so many. and My mind is just firing in every direction. <laughs> but the one that's coming through that I want to say uh, is um, there's a wonderful quote from a book called The Clue Train Manifesto clue train manifesto it's free if you go to cluetrain.com it's there from the late 90s and it was how the internet was going to change business and it's a collection of 95 theses on how the internet was going to change business and boy i mean they've totally nailed it when i read the first one i was blown away and the first thesis was markets are conversations okay so shift your mindsets to start realizing uh, you're not in the business of business you're in the business of conversation and we mm. all need to be conversation masters. Yeah. And we were talking just before we started the recording, weren't we, about uh, the use of, of LinkedIn. And very often, mm. you know, you think you're getting into a conversation with somebody and then suddenly you get a big, a huge, I got one so long the other day, sales pitch. It was just obscene. You know, I, w- I wouldn't even read an email that long, never mind, you know, something in the chat. What would you say to people... Uh, about the use of LinkedIn. That's that's your main sort of platform that you're on there. What would you bring yeah. that together with LinkedIn and conversations? Um, stop trying to hit the ball. The harder you try and make a sale, the less sales you're going to make. People do not want to buy from you. Uh, people do not want to be sold to. They might want to buy from you, but they do not want to be sold to. So if you just hit people and start selling to them, you're going to lose all the people who want to buy from you. Because nobody wants to be sold to, but everybody wants to buy. So slow it down, win the first mile, build the relationship. You're not going to close the deal quickly anyway. Um, So, you know, give it a chance. Don't, you know, I I think the key thing to think of is what's your outcome? What, what, What are you aiming at? If you're just focused on revenue, then you're not really caring about your customer. You're not serving your customer. So don't focus on revenue. Focus on the customer. How can you help them? Focus on them and the reward will come. The revenue will come. Absolutely. Yeah. Great. Great tip. Uh, and yeah, I'm now, you're now the fourth person. You'll be episode, I think, 103, 104, something like wow. that. And only four people out of all of that have actually got me to write onto two post-it notes of information that I've noted down. So, uh, <laughs> so thank you for that. Amazing. And, and, and marketing really is a game of conversations. And it's something that does make us unique as humans it's something we've done since the dawn of time yeah yeah. You know, it's what helps us evolve and grow as a human race uh, our ability to talk and, you know we're very good at not talking as well and we're very good at arguing and uh, but yeah if, if i was to add one thing as well to to that al if i may that when you're having conversations with people and this comes from a recent experience i had with a client just a couple of weeks ago Try and encourage an opinion. Don't be too keen to give an opinion because the conversation can go horribly wrong really, really quickly. And this one particular person uh, had been our network meeting. It was an online network meeting and they just put a comment up there about all online networking is basically rubbish and I'd never want to be on it again. And the abuse uh, and the the reaction that caused... uh, It'd have been much better saying, I've just been on a, an online networking experience. It wasn't that good an experience for me. What are other people's experiences? Try and encourage opinion. That's a good way of having a conversation rather than having an opinion and voicing an opinion. 
particularly on LinkedIn, I think. Yeah, I think you're never going to you're never going to get a single conversion without listening. So, and in fact, I'd say there's a direct a directly inverse proportional relationship between the amount you talk and the amount you earn. Talk less, listen more, earn more every time. And you know, and and it's called social media for a reason, Simon. It's not called broadcast media. No, it's not called. It's not. You're not just there to like, hey, check this out. We're really good at this. Sell, sell, sell. You know, it's a listening platform. It's listening. Yeah. Social yeah. is about paying attention. Yeah. Um, you know. Great. Yeah. So coming on to the to the final question uh, as we wrap this up, then I'm going to change the question a little bit. Um, and you've, I, I'm going to ask another question actually before I do that. I'm, I'm, before I come to ask question, you said you went to university in Nova Scotia. Yes. I've got to ask a question because I've had businesses in Canada for, oh, you know, twenty years, and I've got to ask why NFL and not NHL hockey. Why not ice hockey? I, lo I, lo I love hockey too, but I can't okay. say. I played American football in the UK and then I coached ah, it. So I got into I got okay. into American football in a different way. And I can't skate for toffee. I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> just... And also, you know, if you're playing against people who know how to skate, I, I, I got on the ice once in Canada and I never got on it again because I could not move. And these guys were jumping and going backwards. And, you know, I mean... I, yeah. The speed they're, is, they're is exceptional, yeah. isn't it? They're in, they're in skates from the age of like, too so yeah. you know yeah. you got no chance yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i mentioned that because you know I, I used to i'm a big calgary flames fan so i used to, you know calgary is sort of the, the place that i love to go and visit as well as toronto nice. but uh, i'm a toronto maple leafs sort of baseball fan but calgary yeah. flames hockey fan and, and ice hockey more so um, well you, you know you can't be perfect simon i mean no, it's all about no. the, it's all about the leafs for me but you know yeah um, yeah. yeah i did sponsor american football actually i sponsored the caesars uh as american football team here in nottingham caesars yeah i know yeah, them for, well yeah, yeah for a couple no, of years so, yeah yeah so yeah. you would have known um uh paul uh um uh what's the name carl walkinshaw oh, name did you know carl? i'm, I think I'm going back a long while ago i mean i oh, sponsored right. them it's got to be 20 years ago wow wow well yeah, there's probably a bit less than that Probably yeah, being, the brick wall seems pretty 50, close. 60. There's bound to have yeah. been people I, I would have yeah. known. So yeah, yeah it's yeah, world. <laughs> so so last last and final question there. If you were to have your next coffee in the mug, in the yellow mug, the big yellow mug, in a dream location, where would that dream location be? <sighs> I think I think it'd be in Nova Scotia, in the town I went to university uh, yeah. with my friends. That would be lovely. That yeah. would be lovely. Yeah. Um, you know, there's two reasons I'm with you on that. One, you get good sized coffee in Canada, and I know you do yeah. in other places of the world, states. Yeah, but you Tim get Hortons. some. You get some amazing muffins and pastries in Canada as well, don't you? Oh yes. Yeah. So I mean, the, the, yeah, the donuts, Tim Hortons donuts. Oh, oh, fantastic. Yeah. I have a Tim Hortons mug. That could have been the mug today, but there you go. Yeah. It wasn't. No, no, we, no, we like the yellow one. We'll stick with the yellow one. We like the story of that. Well, Al, you've given us some great tips uh, to take away. You've told us about uh, sort of you know, the, the, the sapient story beings. You've talked to us about arrogance killing us in our business. And you know, if you do think, listeners, that you know everything about everything, then just strip that arrogance back a little bit. You know, Go out there as Al does, as I do, and many other people do, invest in yourself, you know, Learn the skills, get the stuff that you you know you need to do to be in your business. Uh, I love the way you said about 
using profit and the way you profit in your business and you know speeding up your business by spending that profit and you know that compounding effect but i think the thing for me to take away from this is those conversations we talked about it before the podcast started yeah listeners go and have conversations listen to people as al has said uh, and of course go and get al's free marketing uh, scorecard and connect with him uh, on linkedin and remember it's al al tapper t-e-p-p-e-r and thanks al for giving up your time and i really do appreciate it my pleasure thanks simon and listeners, as you know, this is part of my mission to help businesses, coaches and consultants around the world be better aware, better educated and be accountable. So make sure you do something with what you've learned today. Use the awareness that you've got of yourselves. I'm sure many of us, including myself, have taken some awareness and we've had some great educational tips. And go and get that Marketing Mastery Scorecard at marketingmasteryscore.com. And yeah, look forward to having you on the next co- podcast. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, if you'd like any help and support with your business, do get in touch with Simon. And to discover what your business needs you to fix next, visit www.sterlingcoaching.fixthisnext.com. Please do subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And Simon would love you to rate and review the show too. Thank you.